Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello and welcome back to Man in the Post pre-season previews. On this episode, we have Adam Brandon, who is representing Norwich, the newly promoted team. Adam, thank you for joining us and welcome back. Well, thank you for having us on. Um, Pleased to be here and pleased to be chatting about Norwich ahead of another Premier League season. Hopefully one which doesn't end in relegation this time. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Um, before we go on to the season upcoming, um, just briefly talk about last season. Now of the dust has settled, obviously getting promoted, first time of asking. Uh, how do you feel the season went overall? Yeah, so basically last season was a case of um, having to regroup a little bit at the start of the season because we had finished the Premier League season like during lockdown on a run of 10 defeats in a row. Um, and in a fairly sort of humiliating relegation, really, um, our worst top flight campaign ever. Um, and, uh, and yeah, there was no question that Farker would stay really. Um, so that helped with the continuity of things. The club had a very clear plan about how they were going to try and bounce back. Part of that plan, of course, was keeping Emmy Buendia, which they managed to do. Um, and like basically once he came into the side at the end of August after a fairly slow start, we soon started picking up points and then, yeah, we were very much a dominant side in the league last season. Yeah, with a big thanks to Buendia, like I say, and also to Ollie Skip, who was on loan from Spurs together with a centre back partnership, um, that played the majority of the season together, something that we hadn't had for years really. And that was Grant Hanley and Ben Gibson. Um, Gibson, we got on loan from Burnley for a season. He's now signed permanently. And, uh, yeah, and they formed an excellent centre-back partnership in front of Tim Crawl, of course, who remains one of the, well, one of our better players as well. So, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it, it was basically a, a season of domination at championship level. Um, pretty much from start to finish, really. We were the outstanding side in the division and, uh, yeah, deservedly came back up. But, yeah, now the pressure's on to see whether we can actually make a fist of it in the in the top flight. Yeah, as you say, dominated the championship, really ultimately winning it for 97 points. Um, on, on to the summer, we incomings and outcomes, and, and obviously you mentioned the important thing last summer was holding on to... Uh, I can never pronounce his name. Buendia? Buendia, yeah. That's right. Yeah, and obviously you lost him this summer. Yeah, so this was not completely unexpected. It does seem like the club did a bit of a deal with him. You know, if he stayed last season, then, you know, we'd accept 
sort of a reasonable offer for him uh, this summer. Um, and we like won't stand in his way of, of getting a move to a bigger club. Um, Villa and Arsenal were interested. It was in the end Villa who stumped up the 35 million, take him away. For me, that's still quite cheap for a player of his talent, especially when you look at some of the other players going for more in this window. Um, but yeah, we didn't we didn't want to stand in his way. We we wanted to keep that promise. Um, and and yeah, he's left and he leaves a big hole, not just in the attacking sense. The one thing I always say um, about Buendia was he brought so much to the team defensively as well. One of the hardest working attacking players I've ever seen. Um, he was so tenacious. Um, and yeah, I, I, he is going to be a, a big miss going into this season and especially combined with so far, us not bit managing to get Ollie Skip back online, but I'm hoping, all Norwich fans are hoping, and I think the club is hoping that that still remains a possibility to get Skip back on loan for another season um, from Spurs. Uh, but Skip has been quite involved in Spurs' pre-season, so that's sort of looking more and more unlikely as the as the window develops. So, yeah, they're, they're still... Um, so I'd say this window has been interesting where we've signed quite a few players. Um we signed a Greek left back halfway through last season, Janoulis. Um and uh, and together with Ben Gibson, they they both joined permanently uh, this summer. They were like our first two deals we, we did. And like I say, they were part of the side last year. Um we signed Rashika, who's a Kosovan international who was at Werder Bremen and impressed in the Bundesliga in recent years. Um He's certainly not a Buendia replacement in terms of like style or role, but you know he will take take up his position in in the side on on the right. So it's going to be interesting to see how he gets on. And uh, just today, as we speak, we've signed um, sort of the biggest um, talent in Greek football and one of the most exciting talents in in, in young talents in Europe in uh, Christos Solis. Um, so yeah, it's 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 been an interesting summer. We've 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 also we've also signed from from France. We got Lise Malou, um, who was captain of of a French team that escapes my mind at this moment <laughs> in time. Um, let me just uh, look that up. Um, yeah, Nice. He was captain for Nice for for a few years, um, so kind of a very solid um, centre midfield performer. And, and the thing which has struck me about him in pre-season actually is the fact that he can he can score from range, it seems. And uh, yeah, he provides a real threat in that in that in 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 those uh, in those areas outside the box. He, he seems to have a really good shot on him. So yeah, and that's something we definitely haven't had since probably James Madison left three years ago. Um, so, yeah, that, that gives us something a bit different going into this uh, Premier League season in terms of a, the goal threat, because under Farker generally we try to sort of work the ball into the box and sometimes try and score sort of a beautiful team goal over yeah. and over. Um, 
but obviously you need um, some other threats, especially when you're a relegation uh, threat inside, as I suspect we will be for most of the season. And the star signing, really, of, of the summer for me was a season-long loan for Billy Gilmore from Chelsea. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, as a Scotsman yourself, you'll know, you'll know about him and, uh, and his quality. And, uh, and yeah, I think most Norwich fans are probably most excited about, about that one. And, uh, and yeah, he's, uh, he, he's certainly the player I expect to have the biggest impact, um, of all, of all our signings, I think. Um, oh, and I've forgotten one more, and that is, uh, Josh Sargent, who, uh, who also, who we also signed from Werder Bremen, and, uh, we signed him this week. So he's coming along with Rashika, who we got from Werder Bremen as well. And, uh, and yeah, Sargent is a US international, a player I really liked at, at youth level, um, for USA. I saw him in a couple of under-20 and under-17 World Cups a few years ago, and, and he was real standout at that time. So I'm quite pleased about that signing. He's going to provide a bit of competition for Pukki, I think, um, up front there. So And that and again, Pukki didn't really have any competition the last time we were in the Premier League, so that would be good for him. Um, and I think the only other signing I'm missing off the list um, is Angus Gunn. He's back, the son of Brian Gunn, who's a Norwich legend. Um, we had Angus Gunn in our youth system for many years before he moved to Manchester City, and uh, and then we had him on loan for a season in Farkas' first season in charge of Norwich, which was like a mid-table championship season. Um, and yeah, he's back um, now permanently, um, so he provides some competition for Tim Krull. Yeah, it seems like you've had a fairly busy window. Um, I mean, yeah, very. Mm. Obviously, you're hoping to get skipped back from Spurs, you'd said. Yeah. Uh, do you envision any other signings coming in, or do you reckon you may be just done enough? Yeah, so the club are still looking at three possibilities. Um, if they can't get skipped, then they still need to sign a defensive midfielder. That is certainly the most vital signing we still have to make in the, in this window. Um, a centre-back remains a possibility as well. Um, a centre back coming in remains a possibility as well, and uh, yeah, and also uh, maybe at full back as well, we need some cover. And Brandon Williams, the youngster at Manchester United, he's yeah. been linked with with a move on loan for a season. So if we don't get skip, it's quite likely we get we fill that um, second Premier League loan spot with uh, with Williams instead. So yeah. That- that would be a couple of interesting signings, like Williams along with Gilmore. You know, both were yeah. like a point to prove and almost needing to show that they can be first teamers and like run a team rather than going down to the championship as such. You know, playing with the big boys um, as such. And as you say, I'm, I'm excited to see Gilmore. Like the times we've seen him for Scotland last year, especially in the Euros, um, he played a couple of games against us for Chelsea. Uh, well, against us, sorry, for Chelsea. Um, and he, he was just outstanding. So it'd be interesting to see how he, he performs on a week-to-week basis. So, yeah, yeah. definitely excited. Can't, can't say I know much about many of the other signings. Um, I'd heard about the, the Greek signing you made today, the youngster. Um, the guy who, yeah, the guy who was talk, telling me about him said he used to be teammates with your left-back as well. So yeah. that's, all, yeah. that's almost going to help him settle as well, which can only be a good thing. Um, yeah. Because obviously... 
we're going into the season, realistically, your aim is to avoid relegation. Um, so, I mean, what is your prediction for the season? Obviously, anything above staying up is a bonus, but, I mean, give me a number. Yeah, so, interestingly, um, our manager, Daniel Farker, when he was asked this um, a couple of weeks ago, if he would take 17th, he said no. Um which, <laughs> to be honest, I was quite surprised about because I definitely, I would definitely take 17th at the moment. Um, I've almost forgotten how it feels to stay up in the Premier League, given yeah, we've got promoted, point. we've got relegated in the last uh, last three seasons we've we've spent in the in the Premier League. So, um, I, I'm personally predicting that we're going down again, um, right. but it is with a bit of a caveat, where if we can sign some real quality in that defensive midfield role um, and sort of that player stays fit then um, and also our centre-backs stay fit and that was a big issue two years ago you know by the first half of the season our centre-backs were completely out of it obliterated Um, we were playing two defensive midfielders at centre-back for some of the some of the games um, and I know that as a Liverpool fan you saw last season how that could really derail your season and if you've got the depth of Liverpool and you can't handle it then you know with Norwich it's uh, it's obviously catastrophic so um, we do need some luck with injuries that's a, that's a big part of it um, and I've, basically if we could play our strongest side for at least 30 games of the season uh, it's quite a big ask, but for example, Sheffield United in their first season up, yep. when they had that good season, that's what they were able to do. But, you know, they basically played the same 11 pretty much every week. Um, yeah, if we, if we could do that, then yeah, fine. I, I, I think we could stay up, but it's that lack of depth compared to other yeah. Premier League sides, which really scares me. Um, and yeah, we'll we have to wait and see because once, because once we, sort of lose that core of the side, then, you know, the the style of football that we play um, will start to get sort of less attractive and more attritional. And, yeah, and that's kind of what happened two years ago. And, and so by the end of the season, we just looked a little bit of a mess. Um, but, yeah, if, if we can, if we can keep the core of the side together and uh, and start, fairly well although that's going to be difficult I don't know if you've seen our fixture list obviously you know that we face Liverpool on the opening day of the season Um, a team that we have an absolutely terrible record against anyway home or away but then we follow that up with Manchester City away and then Leicester at home and then Arsenal away so you know the first month of the season is, is, is pretty tough um so yeah, but whatever we get in this first month is basically going to be a bonus, and uh, and then it feels probably like the real thing will start in September. Yeah, it's almost it's just extended preseason friendlies, um, as you say. Anything you can yeah. bonus. But I mean, was it the last time you were in the Premier League? You beat Man City in the opening four no, games. It yeah, it was it was about the fourth or fifth game that was. I think maybe a fifth game of the season. I think. Um, well, it was a bad omen actually because it, yeah. nothing went well after that. No, well, that was the first game where we had sort of a big injury crisis, and the defensive right. midfielder, yeah. defensive midfielder played centre back in that game. Um, 
and we all thought we were going to get hammered. Um, and then, yeah, we just produced sort of this, well, what looking back now, it really was sort of a miracle performance. Yeah. Um, but the problem was, I think it gave us sort of a bit of a full sense <laughs> of, I, I don't think even the players realised what a superhuman effort that was. And, uh, and also every team who played us after that seemed really up for it. We played like Burnley the following week and they got in our faces from sort of minute one. You know, I don't think they had liked the attention that we'd got um, for beating Manchester City. So, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be fascinating to see how we deal with, with that kind of thing this season. If we, if we do get a big result, can we handle it and, uh, and sort of keep our, le- our heads, uh, you know, keep uh, level headed? I should say, because um, I, I don't think we handled the wins well last time, let alone the defeats, and uh, and that's also a big part of it. Yeah, no, 100%. Um, oh, yeah, as you say, anything above 17, I think, is a bonus this year. Um, I mean, on to individual players then. Um, my, my usual three questions I have for the season upcoming – who do you reckon, who's your prediction for Norwich's player of the season? Um, next up is like a, like a, almost like a breakthrough player, maybe for yeah. Norwich, obviously it could almost be anyone because as I say, they're not well known, but just for opposition teams to, to keep an eye on. And then for any of the fantasy football player teams out there, who would you recommend if they were taking a, if they needed a cheaper option from Norwich? Uh... Yeah. Okay. Well, um, Player of the season. Uh, I actually recently answered this in a Norwich fanzine that I did, um, uh, like Q and A in there, and uh, and I said that this could be basically a player that isn't even in the building yet. You know, it could be whatever defensive midfielder walks through the door. <laughs> as uh, as I feel that is going to be such a key position for us. Um, but if I maybe was forced to say one, then uh, I'm tempted to say Gilmore. I think he could have a huge impact um, this season and become um, really popular. Um, Campwell could also be in the running and um, he could be an interesting shout for fantasy football as well. We've seen him kind of improve year on year at Norwich with his goals and assist contributions as well going up year on year. So um, I think here I have more responsibility now too with Buendia gone. Um, and yeah, I, I expect him to get a few goals and assists this coming season. So yeah, and like I said, Lise Malou, the, the French midfielder we signed, he's got a shot on, on him from outside the box. So if he's going cheap, he could be an option in midfield. Um, but I noticed the other day um, somebody saying that Omabama Delhi, our centre, our young centre back, just nineteen, um, Irish. Um, he really impressed at the end of last season when he had to come in for Ben Gibson. And he's also been one of our most impressive performance performers in pre-season. And yeah, I've seen people say that he's like the cheapest player in the game. Um, so yeah, he could end up being a regular starter at centre back. Now, a lot of that, I think, may depend on whether we go with two at the back or three at the back. Nobody's quite sure at the moment what Farker's going to do. Um, yeah, he's been pretty stuck to 4-2-3-1 for three years now. But 
We've barely had a pre-season because two of, I think, three of our games in the end got cancelled because of a COVID outbreak in the squad. Um, so that's really affected our preparation going into this new season. So I would say as well, probably stay away from Norwich players until September with that combined with the fact that, you know, we've got a really difficult start anyway. Um, and yeah, maybe just see sort of which players are stepping up. Um, to it or, or not it's it's difficult to like I think two years ago when we faced Liverpool at Anfield I think most Norwich fans could have at least predicted nine of the 11 who would start sort of yeah. 48 hours before kickoff I think the only slight surprise looking back um, at that at that starting 11 was perhaps Campwell going straight in because he hadn't been a regular like the year before but this year you know, uh, there's wild predictions amongst Norwich fans as to what the starting eleven would be on, on Saturday. Nobody's quite sure of what formation it's going to be. Nobody's sure which three will line up in attack or whether it even be a three in attack. It might just be a two. It could be three at the back, five at the back, two at the back. Really not sure at the moment. So, um, yeah, it's difficult to say exactly who's going to sort of be a starting out and that's sort of one of the more interesting aspects uh, of Norwich's season that's, we might be a lot less predictable in uh, in in who we in in um, in the formation that we play um, at least so we've got a few sort of different options this time around yeah it'll make for a, an interesting season at the very least Adam um, I, I, I kind of hope Norwich do well I kind of have a soft spot when you had uh, the Scottish manager in charge the last time. Um, yeah. Can't remember his surname now. Um, Alex, Alex Neil. Alex Neil, that's it. I just yeah, love the story. Yeah, that, uh, yeah, that was in the 2015-16 season, yeah. Wow, I feel old now, thanks for that. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah that, that included the famous 5-4 between Liverpool and Norwich. That was, yeah, that was the Adam Lallana. Um, last last minute winner almost. I don't think I don't think I could cope with a similar game on Saturday. So <laughs> I don't think I could either, to be honest. Um, I, I'd love to see it, but whether I could handle it or not is a completely different story. Yes. Uh, but yeah, thank you very much for joining me. That's um, what right. perfect timing. Um, if you could just let everybody know where they can find you, mate. Yeah, yeah. So you can find me on Twitter at Adam Brandon eighty four. Yeah, you can follow me on there for sort of updates about Norwich, my perspective throughout the season, and um, I also write a lot about Chilean football, South American football as well, as I'm based in Chile. So yeah, there we go. Yeah, perfect. And you can find us at Man in the Post on all your social media platforms. Um, as for the podcast, you're already listening anyway, but you can find us basically anywhere you can find podcasts nowadays. Um, Chris and the gang will be back with extra time shows on Thursdays. Myself, David Simon, will be back with the weekend reviews covering all the Premier League games every Monday morning. Um, and we will bring you special podcasts throughout the year as well. Thank you very much again for joining me, Adam. Cheers, Ali. And thank you all at home for listening, and always remember to keep your man in the post.